Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm so excited to be joined by the fantastic Kel Mitchell to talk all about Good Burger 2. And starting off with, I know that the the writing and the script was something that was so important to you and Keenan. If you were going to revisit these characters and, and kind of go back to the world of Good Burger, that you wanted to make sure that the script was in a really great place before going into production on this. Um, and so what were some of the things that both of you felt were really important to make sure that the script was capturing and revisiting these characters so many years later? Ooh, uh, definitely Ed, uh, the, you know, who he is as a person um, and seeing that as an adult, but also keeping that uh, joy and zaniness that he had in the first one, but then also showing his maturity uh, as well. But I didn't want to lose the zany in part of the maturity and then or vice versa. So that was a big thing to try to figure that out uh, within the writing, which uh was amazing, you know, shout out to our writers, uh, did an amazing job. And then Dexter, uh, him, you know, messing up again, but then what is that? And, you know, his his family, uh, Ed's family, all of those different things. So uh, it was very important for us to be a part of it. Uh, us being producers as well on this film uh, was super great. You know what I mean? So that way we can uh, make sure that uh, the tone matched the tone of the first one but then also uh, give you some uh, glimpse into the future of Ed and Dex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's such a great point with Ed as well about kind of keeping that childlike wonder about him, but also figuring out what are the ways in which he will have grown up a little bit in the last 15 years. Um, and so for your performance, how did you kind of find a way to straddle those spaces where it was kind of still always the version of him that we've known, but just like those little tweaks that you wanted to make? Well, I definitely wanted to have some scenes that had a bit of emotion uh, in there. I wanted them to see Ed have a a choice to make in a dramatic moment uh, within the film. And that was really, really cool. You see that uh, in part two, um, which is really sweet. Uh, you also see that uh, in Keenan's character as well with Dexter. Um, but yeah, there is a moment in there where, you know, it's a point of no return in the film. <laughs> And you you see a moment where it's like, whoa, that was pretty that was pretty deep. And and Ed goes there, uh, which is cool to see, you know. <laughs> And because there is always that that kind of reverberation with with his inner child self as a character, and this is a character that you've kind of had a connection and a relationship with since you were a kid as well, does it for you on a personal level even just kind of like tap back to that place and give you something that you really really can carry directly into Ed? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about this was a character that I, I did his voice in the audition. You know, uh, here in Chicago in '94, and, and, and you know what I mean. And so, um, it, it's so surreal for me to be able to be doing that in you know 2023, and you know people still love it. I mean, the stories that people tell me about it and where they were the first time they saw a Good Burger sketch and all those different things, uh, and then him being childlike, I think is cool. Because uh, people always tell me all the time, like, it's it's like, um, you know, when kids see the amusement, like Mickey Mouse and all these other characters, it's like when they see me in that wig, that that smile gets on their faces and it doesn't matter how old they are. As soon as I say, well, can you get burger? They get this real, real giddy smile on their face. And I'm a guy about always like having joy, finding the peace, 
finding kindness and everything. And so I, I love that uh, Ed has that. And that's what we really wanted in the movie as well. Uh, it's a lot going on in the world right now. And we just want people to sit down with their family uh, from, you know, the littlest one all the way to grandma and grandpa and just sit on the couch together and, and watch this film and just be able to laugh and, and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> And Ed's also a character who has such a, a specific and unique view of the world and things that just make complete sense to him. It's like, of course I have syrup instead of hand soap in the bathroom because pancakes. And that completely makes sense in, in his worldview. Um, and so did you, did you find that there was kind of like a second nature as you were like going through the script and just thinking about specific scenes and just what would his perspective be in this moment at this point? Yeah, so here's the thing like with, 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 um, with Ed, it's not that he's, just zany all the time. There's there is a method to everything that he does. Um, he, he does what he thinks is going to make the person smile, and in his mind, pancakes and syrup. Right when you're taking a shower and you can have the syrup right next to the soap and you can eat that while you're getting ready, would put a smile on someone's face. Now someone else might think, "Hey, that's crazy. Why would I do that in the shower?" But for him, he thinks that okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna really do it this time. I'm gonna make some pancakes and we're gonna eat them in the shower. In the shower. And uh, I love working with uh, Alex, who plays Ed, too, uh, because I was breaking down uh, Ed's thought process because he plays my oldest son in the film. And so I wanted him to break it down to him. And he really got it. You know, he's an amazing actor. And when you get that, it's like, oh, OK, it's a, it's a reason why Ed's doing these things, because to him, he feels like I didn't I didn't make a mistake. I really am doing this to put a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that you're bringing up kind of working with Alex so specifically on that. What were some of the other facets of just the way that he thinks and the way that he moves in the world that were really important for you to impart on him so that he can have this kind of, you know, it's he's not playing the exact same character, but in an essence, it is kind of a replica of your performance. Yeah, so that was one where it's the 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 uh, the aggressive kindness, <laughs> you know what I mean, that that goes on where sometimes he, you know, he misses the mark, you know, sometimes. But then also too, what he does is that he'll keep going, like you know, if there's no mistakes, it's just lessons. He just keep going, he just keep going, right? And then uh, the thing that I showed him was the walk, because I come from a theater background, and so I'll never forget uh, when I got my first TV gig and I went back to doing some theater stuff. <laughs> with my drama teacher, Renaku Jai. Uh, and he told me, you know, in theater, it's like, you know, it's not like TV where it's like they break it off. You got to be that character all the way down to your feet. So that means like, how do that, though, their toes move? You know what I mean? You know, what's the what's the movement? And so with all my characters, they all have that. They have a different walk. They have a, a different style. So it might be a little tick of something that they do. Uh, and so I had to show him it's, you know, the way he walks, that little breezy, everything's breezy. <laughs> got to walk. And I have a video that I'm going to put out uh, soon of uh, me teaching Alex uh, how to do those walks. Uh, those inflections on his voice. Uh, and at the end of every word, he's like, ah. Yeah. But if it's sadness, it's, uh, uh. And so, but I wanted him to make it his own, first get it, yeah. and then make it his own. And he really did that. As you're watching the film, you see like, oh, this is like, this is Ed's son. Like, it totally is, you know, and he's taking on his own world. So it, it was awesome. It was so fun to do that with him. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and like you said, he's he's got a very specific walk as a character, but there's so much physical comedy as well. And again, it always feels very specific in the movement to Ed as a character. Um, and so when you're going into some of those scenes that are much more physical, like how is he going to navigate his way through a roller rink when he's got a bowling ball stuck on each hand? Um, and now he's kind of like accidentally dropping them on people who are their nemesis. Um, kind of like, how do you work about kind of like building up what are the different facets and elements of physical comedy? Because it's, it's, it's kind of the foundation and then everything you add on. Exactly. So um, you'll see me, like if you're on set with me, uh, as far as the physical comedy, I want to do each, do it differently each time, right? So they can grab like some funny physical moments, right? And so I'll sit there with my mind like, okay, I could fall over the rail. Okay, this time I'm going to put the balls together and then fall over the rail. I'm going to grab the cup and squish it. And it's like working with uh, Kevin and Heath, who've known us for, for years, uh, our writers, and, and they know. Like sometimes they'll just write and then Kel does something very physical because <laughs> they know I'm going to mix it up every time. Um, and then when something works, I'm like, okay, let's add another layer onto that. Um, and it's just fun, especially that scene that you just mentioned with me falling over with the bowling balls. Uh, thank God they were squishy uh, bowling balls. They looked hard. So that was another physical aspect of it. I had to make those balls look like they were actual really heavy bowling balls. So I couldn't like <laughs> do all this. I had to, you know, <laughs> they were really actually soft. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I love physical comedy. Um, I've been inspired by so many great uh, actors that are uh, physical comedians and, and I'm happy to be, you know, uh, mentioned amongst them. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and in a different direction, you also got to explore what would robot Ed look like as well and kind of like how would he move and even just recording video greetings of him saying welcome to Good Burger, but in different languages and different accents for the international. So, um, so how did you kind of find that aspect of the character and the performance? My uh, shout out to my dance background. So shout out to all my theater kids that also do dance <laughs> as well, because my theater back, uh, my dance background really helped within that um, because they were like, what are we going to do? Are we going to do CGI? You know, maybe it's just your head and we move it. And I remember Phil, our director was talking about that. I was like, Phil, I got it. Like I, I can totally move. Like I have animatronics, like I could do it. And he's like, where? And so I'm all like, you know, doing <laughs> and he's like oh okay and so uh it was super awesome our wardrobe team really really great they made it look like you know shiny robot skin uh our makeup all of that but um i was just having a blast pop locking and doing all of that with it but then uh learning the accents it was like okay i got this one i got that one and it was uh, a, a couple of uh, crew members on set that were from the places we were. So I said, hey, can you put it on my phone on my cell? Because I want to get the dialect right. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, I want to make sure that any kid or any adult that watches this is a fan of Good Burger and they're overseas and I'm doing a Japanese accent, it got to sound like it. So I wanted to sound exactly right. So I really took it all the way there. So I was <laughs> really getting it down, you know? <laughs> yeah. And towards the end of the film, there there's a really great sequence where there's an essence, it kind of descends into a giant food fight on set and you've got animatronic Ed, but real Ed. Um, and so what were kind of the different spaces that you really just enjoyed playing creatively in a scene like that? So much fun. Well, so it, it was limited in what I could do uh, in the robot wardrobe because it was very stiff uh, so I can be like a robot. So I would probably bust through it if I did too much. Um, but what I was super excited about was the things that I could do with my face because CGI was like, okay, we're going to do 
crazy stuff in the editing as far as like this, you know, cyborg red laser eyes are gonna fly out. And I was super excited about that because I'm a big, big, big comic book fan, Marvel fan, all that stuff. So to have like my eyes like shoot out red lasers and, and you know, but on set it just looked like this. But uh, I had a blast doing that. That was great. And throwing burgers at everybody and sauce. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you you know when you see it, when they see it, if you're watching this, you'll see it. <laughs> and and in working with with Keenan and your two characters alongside each other, what's so great is the way that you're kind of both approaching different styles of comedy. So you're going much more for kind of the more heightened and physical comedy, and he's very much playing the straight man against mm -hmm. it. And it kind of feels like when you have scenes together that you can kind of push yourself into extremes even more. Um, and so do you find that you're able to heighten things even more the more that he's kind of playing the straight man? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's our thing. Like, you know, he's the straight guy and I'm the wild zany guy. Um, and I, I love pushing that, you know, uh, and we love working together uh, as a comedy duo. Um, I remember on the first day of shooting, you know, when we did it, it was like, whoa, okay, we're getting back into this. We're getting back into it because it had been a while, you know? Um, but then it was like riding a bike. I mean, it was just like amazing every day. Uh, going further and further with where we could take it, uh, improv it, as well, because we've known each other for so many years and been doing this for so many years. Uh, we had a blast, especially in the car scene. Uh, a lot of that was ad-libbed in the car scene. We were like running into everything and debris cheese and all those different, different scenes in there. We just kept going and wherever the car flipped us or moved us around, we just let it go. Uh, but keeping that same, like, I'm Zany and he's the straight guy within this yelling at me. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. And you were mentioning there, obviously, kind of like the first few days of just riding a bike again, where it's like, oh, how does this work? This is, this is how the pedals feel. What what was kind of that experience or what were kind of the moments that you just felt yourself really finding yourself back to just piece by piece those first few days? Yeah. So the first one, I think it was the, I feel like the first one was when I had to hit him with the car that day. <laughs> so when I was coming to do that and then uh, introducing him to the new employees. And so it was just us getting those those beats of a rhythm. It's almost like a dance, you know what I mean? Where it's like you're just getting that back into that. And uh, I remember the first couple of scenes, it's like, okay, right, faster this way, and then you slow it down that way, and then before you know it, uh, we had that, we had it like a you know a, a dance, you know, <laughs> where we were just cracking up and laughing. And a lot of it is when the camera stops filming, because that's when we get a lot of it. Because then we'll continue like even more jokes, you know, other places we can take it. And, and that comes a lot from our background being on sketch comedy shows. And then also with me doing comedy, uh, doing stand-up, you know, those add-ons like, hey, let's add this on to it, let's add on to it. And then Keenan with SNL, we just, we just have a blast, you know? <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that really comes across and just reverberates, reverberates through the screen is you can tell that everybody had such a good time making it. And so when you're shooting scenes and you're kind of trying to feel like that gut instinctive, is this landing? Is this comedy working in the right way? Is this going to translate when someone's sitting in their living room by themselves watching it? Uh, are they going to find it funny? Is it very much about like thinking about yourselves as the audience? Yes, very much. I, from from even the writing process, we were like, we want the audience to enjoy this, to love this. I mean, they're the ones that wanted this to come back just as much as us. Uh, and then on set, my, my thing is that I always want to make our DP and our crew members crack up laughing. If I know they're laughing, 
I know everyone else is going to laugh about it. So when I see them behind that camera and they're going like this <laughs> with their arm going, and then they crack up laughing when we yell cut. I'm like, oh, yep, yep, yep. We did it. We did it. And that, that means the whole audience is going to crack up laughing when they see this at home. <laughs> and one of the things that's so wonderful when you've known someone for so long and you have such a close friendship and relationship that you and Keenan do is that it's not just about the things that you say out loud to each other, but there's so much communication in the moments in between and the things that you don't have to communicate. So for the two of you, when you work together at this point and you're going into a scene, what are the things that almost go unsaid because you don't need to discuss it because you both just are already on the same wavelength? Oh man, um, physical comedy, like he knows when I'm about to do something, you know, uh, pretty insane as far as the physical comedy. Um, something else we, you know, he's very, Keen is very witty too. You know what I mean? So when he comes with those, you know, those zingers, you know, with the ad-libs and the improv, it's it's always awesome. Um, and I just know it's coming, you know what I mean? <laughs> with every time. And they'll just, sometimes they'll let the cameras just roll and don't say cut because they're like, okay, we don't know. This is this is going to keep going. You know, every take is going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> and you also got the chance in this film to work with uh, two of your kids who play pickles and mustard. And so what was that experience in really seeing like them fully dressed up in the Good Burger uniform and getting to play alongside them? It was the cutest thing ever. It was so cute. And I was in dad mode, but then I also had to be Ed. So <laughs> But I was just like tearing up, like, oh, they're doing so good. Um, but it was so cute because I saw their braids uh, because each kid wears the same braids as, <laughs> as Ed. Um, and then they had little name tags. Um, and then he is so good. And then we, when we had the premiere, they got such an applause and everybody was screaming because they did <laughs> such a good job. It was cute and uh, super fun to see. So that is definitely a, a great family memory for us that was going to live on. And, and then for me too, like I got, I got took so many pictures. I was that dad. I was <laughs> taking so many pictures. <laughs> yeah. And what's wonderful as well is you have, you have recurring cast members, you have certain crew members that came back you know you were talking about the writers it was the same production designer um and then you also have new crew members and new supporting actors and a whole bunch of people coming in for cameos um yeah. and so what's the environment and space that is really important for you to create for anybody who walks onto set for the first time with good burger yeah i want everybody to to feel that same joy that we have i mean keenan and i you know been living with good burger since you know all that but we wanted them to feel that same way when they came on the set. And that's what we got a lot of times. Uh, like I did an interview with Nicole Byers on her podcast and she was telling me like, cause she, she actually shot on the last day of shooting of Good Burger 2. And she said, she, she didn't know it was the last day. And she was just like, man, all the crew members were smiling. They were having a great time. You know what I mean? And she's like, usually that doesn't happen on the last day of shooting. People are like ready to get out of there. And she says a lot of people were like, you know, oh man, I, I hate that it's ending today. Like I've had so much fun. And that meant so much to me. You know what I mean? That we want to have like a, a fun family environment. You know, that's why it was fun to, to bring my kids on, you know, wisdom and honor. Come on. Cause it was like a big family fun uh, environment for everyone for our guests, whoever they brought on to uh, with them as part of their entourage, we wanted them to feel welcome. So then that was cool. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I love about Ed as a character as well is just the way that he just instills this support and love from everybody around him. And so we see that so much in the, the relationship with the employees. But I wanted to ask in particular about just filming the scene and kind of finding the moment when he's essentially giving them all a speech, being like, everything's going to be fine. And for him, it's like he just has to say four words and hold intense eye contact. And that's all they need from him to get really welled up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that scene. Thank you, Thank you for mentioning that. that. That's so funny. Yeah, that um, when he just stands up and he looks at everybody like, yeah, <laughs> you understand. They're like, that was great, Dad. Um, that's a funny, very, very funny scene looking at that. And, I, and it was funny because I was like, I did it different ways, uh, jumping on that desk. And I was in my mind, I'm going, you know, show it on my face that I'm giving this amazing speech. You know what I mean? It's an amazing speech and it's very heartfelt. You know, show it in your eyes, like, you know, Tyra Banks says when you're modeling. So, <laughs> so just show it in my eyes. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask about working with Phil Trail, who was the, yeah. the director of the film. And just, you know, what, what, what did that collaboration look like as you'd be going into scenes together? Oh, wow. So with Phil, what's cool about Phil is that he's a fan of Good Burger. And when we were looking at directors to do it, because, you know, the great Brian Robbins directed the first one, but now he's Presidente, President of Paramount. So uh, he's got a lot of stuff to do. So he wasn't able to do it. So uh, who could fit those shoes, you know, as far as directing it? And so uh, Phil was just telling us his love for Good Burger and how much he loved it. And when he first started directing, he would use scenes from Good Burger, you know what I mean? And some of the stuff that he was shooting because uh, he loved this the, the style of the way we shot it. And he knew the cameras that we used. He knew those zoom in pop outs that we were doing. Um, so he really got it. And just hearing his passion, it was just like, oh yeah, this is this is definitely the guy. And throughout the entire film, he was definitely the right guy to pick for it because uh, he really understands Good Burger. <laughs> yeah. And when you shot the first film, that was such a new experience for you at the time in kind of like coming from television, your theater background, and then going into feature filmmaking. What yeah. do you remember some of the learning curves being of just how things worked a little bit differently or even just how to flesh out a character a little bit differently for the space of a feature film versus a sketch? Yeah. Um, I, well, you know, because we were doing TV and we shot it in, right in between all that in Keenan and Kel. So we were still... In production and then we had a little bit of time to just do good burger and then go right back to keenan and kale um but i do remember where it was just the timing of the filming because it was my first big film keenan had already done mighty ducks and heavyweights i believe and so uh just learning how it how long it takes to film you know on certain days with the hurry up and wait and things like that learning that but i just i enjoyed every moment of it and then being that it was ed it was easy to get into because I was already doing it on all that. So really wasn't a big, big difference in it. <laughs> yeah, with this particular film. Now, other films, it was different. But with Good Burger, it was like, oh, okay, it's like riding the bike. <laughs> yeah. And you were, you were talking at the beginning of our conversation about just the, the comedic tone that you wanted for this with what this film meant. Um, how was that a different trajectory to when you made the first Good Burger movie and really everybody figuring out what's the tone of this movie? What's the comedic voice of it going to be? I feel... The part two can stand on its own. You know what I mean? Like if you've never seen part one, you can watch two and really, really enjoy it. And that's what we wanted. We wanted the storylines to be great. Uh, we wanted, uh, you know, Dexter's story to be great with the the aspect of him and his niece. And Kamaya did an amazing job within that. Um, yeah, we just wanted the story to be great. And the story is really great, you know, uh, with both sides of, you know, uh, Ed's passion for his family, 
and then uh, Dexter trying to get cool back with his family. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just, it's a great story to the point of like when we were at the premiere, uh, the clapping that happened, you know, like when uh, Dexter saves his niece, you know what I mean? And then uh, Ed saves the day again, you know, we're really, you know, uh, well, spoiler alert if you're watching this, but yeah, <laughs> when he saves the day again by, you know, doing something smart, I'm not gonna say what it was. So, uh, but yeah, it's those moments that we definitely wanted to have in it, yeah. yeah. And, and I love that beyond on-screen roles as well, you've also done a lot of voiceover work over the years. Um, and because you were talking so much about the importance of physical comedy, I was really interested if for you, it's something where you want the physical kind of performance in the booth that you're giving to kind of like match what you would be doing if you were doing it on screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, doing doing voiceover work with animation has, has been amazing. Even, you know, when I was doing Clifford the Big Red Dog, uh, T-Bone and all, you know, all the animation stuff that I do, but uh, you still have to act. You still got to put it out there. That voice has to feel the same way, you know? And so shout out to uh, Cree Summers because she was just like a great coach for me. You know, you Cree's known in every <laughs> cartoon possible. Uh, she's the voice of everything. Uh, but working with her on Clifford the Big Red Dog, uh, she taught me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that. And you, you've you also written a couple books and I love that they're kind of different facets and different creative exercises with Blessed Mode being very much about your relationship with your faith and then Prank Day being a character who plays loads of pranks for April Fool's and then they all, what happens if they all come true the next day? And so I was just very interested in just like the exercise of writing two different books that are such different stylistic endeavors for you. Definitely, yeah. Um, with with Bless Mode, everybody wanted me to do a, a memoir, and I was like, mm, not ready for that yet because I'm still living a lot of life, you know, that I would want to add to. But I wanted to do a book that can help people, you know, understand that they're beautifully and wonderfully made by God, and uh, to be ready for their day when they get ready in the morning. And so it was a lot of something that I do when I get up, work out, meditate, pray. Uh, speak to God before I start my day and command my morning. So that's why I wanted to do bless mode, but then also to have music involved in it, um, you know, a soundtrack to it. We did a music video. Uh, we did a movie trailer to it, book trailer to it. And then with prank day, I mean, that really has like my physical comedy in it and adventure uh, novels that I just love. Uh, I really wanted to have an adventure novel that kids could read and feel like, oh man, I, I could lose everything. You know, how can I get through this? And one of these feel like a roller coaster ride. And that's what Prank Day did. You know, it's the next day or after April Fool's, everything comes true. Uh, so I really loved enjoying that, writing that as well. Now I'm an author. So it's this, you know, I have two books out there. So uh, I love this journey. You know, life is life is a journey. So it's just, it's beautiful putting my feet in different things. That's my kids' year. <laughs> Pickles and mustard. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Pickles and mustard. <laughs> <laughs> and and also as a as a performer yourself and and working with young performers in the industry now I love the fact that it's not only kind of a mentorship that that sounds like you take on in that role and advice that you impart um you know even down to it's not the job that makes you special it's who you are but also that you've had your parents talk with parents of other young performers because I think that's so great because people forget that parents of young performers are often learning the industry for the first time as well when their kids start acting. Um, and so what have your parents really imparted on a lot of other parents? Oh man, uh, definitely, you know, my faith, uh, my, also my parents have always, you know, told me to, 
you know, go after your dreams. They, you know, they definitely were things that you're passionate about, you know, go, go after that. You know, uh, my dad's a retired psychologist. My mom is a retired teacher. You know, education is very important to them, uh, but also to uh, passion and the desires of your heart. Go after those things. You you know, you'll love doing what you if you, if what you love is your job, then you'll you'll love that. You know what I mean? So uh, that's very important, you know, to me. And it was cool to have them at the premiere of Go Burger uh, hanging out because, you know, they've been on this journey with me. And and when I when we produced the. Um, uh, the reboot that you just spoke about uh, for all that. And I spoke to the kids. Um, it was super awesome to fly my parents out too, as well, to be able to talk to the parents. Cause I think that's very important uh, as an actor. I think, you know, with athletes, they get, you know, older athletes coming back and veterans speaking to them and telling them what to look forward to as young actors. We don't really get that. You know, we get pushed right into this world <laughs> you know, and have to learn it, you know, uh, and I think it's cool as us now being the veterans uh, that experienced it at a young age to go back and tell the younger actors like, okay, this is what to expect. This is what you should do. This is how you keep your mind right. This is the things you should do. So, uh, yeah, it, it was very um, uh, fun to be able to do that and inspiring to see the moms put a smile on their faces. Some moms were crying and everything too, you know, from the things that my mom and dad told them, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really beautiful to hear. And I and I right. love that. Well, congratulations on Good Burger too. It was such a fun ride and so great to to see you kind of revisiting this character, but with new facets to your performance. So thank you so much, Kel. Man, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>